Hi, I'm The Witch, and what you're about to hear is the podcast equivalent of found footage. The recordings are raw, poorly edited, and at times incoherent. I don't fully understand where they came from or even how they got to me, despite the fact that the voice you hear appears to be mine. All I ask is that you suspend disbelief and simply listen to these messages in the hope that we do not face the same fate. Previously on Fringe Which we have a critical failure in the electrical grid I cannot maintain all vital systems and continue to transmit through the portal Shutting down all non-vital systems Prepare for brownout Science and gravity are both harsh mistresses The difference is but while gravity may hold you down, it won't try and lock you in a dark room and insert electrodes in your orifices. Science! We're living the dream, folks. The doomsday clock finally hit zero hour. Speaking of which, timestamp. Week 10 recording 10215 hour. For those of you who don't know, the doomsday clock is a symbolic clock face analogizing humankind's proximity to extinction. If you're busy trying to catch up, my name is Witch, and the primary purpose of these recordings is to ensure that no one ever trusts a mad scientist again. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on you some more, you crazy bearded weirdo. The more perceptive of you may have noticed that my recording sounds a little different this week. Well, after last week's electrical chaos, I've had to strip the walls and work pretty much flat out to get all of my systems back online. Due to the delicate nature of the wiring in the bunker, I decided the best thing to do was send a local war boy out to buy groceries for me in exchange for some silver paint. Yeah, that was a mistake. Despite the fact that my list was simple, meat, bread, water, fruit. The minute I heard the tire squeal and the thump of my uh, groceries hitting the bunker door, I knew I was in trouble. What the chrome-brained revhead got me was a bag of vids. A Clockwork Orange, Halloween H2O, Ilsa the Mad Butcher, Soylent Green, and Half a Life of Kung Fu. Guess I've got no choice but to play them at random and see what makes me puke. What is the secret of Soylent Green? New York City, in the year 2022. Nothing runs anymore. Nothing works. But the people are the same. And the people will do anything to get what they need. This is the police! What they need most is Soylent Green. The supply of Soylent Green has been exhausted. Detective Sergeant Thorne. He has a two-year backlog of unsolved murders. Now he's on a case that must be solved. Saul Roth, Thorne's private library. Hey, Saul! A living book in a world without books. Have some pencils. Courtesy of your next assignment. William R. Simonson. Simonson. He was the first to learn the secret of Soylent Green. They told me to, uh, to say that they were sorry but that you had become unreliable. 
Saul Roth was the next to know. How do we come to this? And he chose to die rather than reveal the secret of Soylent Green. What is the secret of Soylent Green? Why did you set up Simonson? I didn't. Cheryl. See your hands. Officially, she's furniture. She comes with the apartment. She belongs to the tenant. How many times you've been in trouble with the police, Cheryl? Never. Can't hear you. Never. Captain Hatcher. First, he wanted this case solved. Simonson. What do you say? It was an assassination. Now, he just wants it closed. Who bought you? High and hot, and they want this case closed permanently. Their way. Now, you sign this. You sign it! Dorn refuses to close the Simonson case. Just do what you have to do. Where did you go with Simonson? He took me to church. Church? Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. It has been six months since my last confession. Carlton Heston, Edward G. Robinson, Chuck Connors, Lee Taylor Young, Brock Peters, Paula Kelly, and Joseph Cotton fight for survival and try to solve the most bizarre riddle ever to face mankind. The search for the secret of Soylent Green. You will find out why Soylent Green means life. You will find out why Soylent Green means death. We gotta stop him! What is the secret of Silent Green? Please! Back cover details. 1973's Soylent Green. In 2022, Earth is overpopulated and totally polluted. The natural resources have been exhausted and the nourishment of the population is provided by Soylent Industries, a company that makes a food consisting of plankton from the oceans. Fish and plankton and sea greens and protein from the sea. Indifference to plankton from the barrio. In New York City, when Soylent's member of the board, William R. Simonson, is murdered, apparently by a burglar at the Chelsea Towers West where he lives, efficient detective Thorne is assigned to investigate the case with his partner, Solomon Sol Roth. Thorne comes to the fancy apartment and meets Simonson's bodyguard, Tab Building, and the furniture, women, that is rented together with the flat shell. And the detective concludes that the executive was not a victim of burglary, but executed. <laughs> Further, he finds that the Governor Santini and other powerful men want to disrupt and end Thorne's investigation. But Thorne continues his work and discovers a bizarre and disturbing secret of the ingredient used to manufacture Soylent Green. Longest summary ever. One Soylent Green, hold the butter. Mmm, Soylent Green. First impressions. Slideshow intros are boring. They got some stuff right about the future. Overcrowding, sweaty weirdos in the streets, and bad food. In the case you missed the title of the movie, it's Soylent Green. They say it about five times in the first five minutes. When I was a kid, story, in my day, there was food. 
is still food to grumpy old bastard who just tastes like shit. Rich people in this world bleed spaghetti sauce. No red crayons here. So for a tasty treat that's good to eat, try Soylent Green. <laughs> Soylent Green is people. Soylent Green, made from the best stuff on earth. People. What I learned from this movie, Thorn has a seriously old TV. Tuesday is Soylent Green Day. Grumpy old man is grumpy and old. Talking books sure have changed. They have really crap arcade machines in the future. Nicest furniture I've ever seen. People were always rotten. It's okay to be a looter if you're a cop. Sweaty armed stair guard is a job. House hooker is a job. My God, what if the secret ingredient is people? No, there's already a soda like that. Soylent Cola. Oh, how is it? It varies from person to person. Apparently, they converted the internet onto paper. Thorn seems surprised by everything he sees. Ice, jam, cigarettes, women. Apparently sex isn't in short supply. All you need to say is, on the bed. Just Charles is an asshole. Cheryl is a temptress. Laugh, we're having a shower. The bodyguard's furniture overreacts to everything. There's no shortage of garbage trucks. There's also no shortage of dead people either. For a skewered disposal facility, the security is curiously absent. And Soylent Green is made of people and white sheets. Questions I asked myself after watching this movie. How do you define the relationship between a man and his book? Are they bibliosexuals? Why is it so bright during night shift? Can you get the furniture reupholstered? Okay, so food is short, but why bother hang one steak? Why is it important that just Charles is perfectly legal? Can I get you some Soylent Green? Isn't that made of people? Why is Sol dressed like an aging beatnik, but everyone else is dressed like a medieval peasant? Why do they have a pillow made out of fluffy cat butts? Why are there people who seem to do nothing but sleep on the stairs? If Thorne has a chance to get a new book, why wouldn't he get one with boobies? What's the big deal about jam? So are you fun, Cheryl? What are you making Soylent Green back there? Why is the dad from Eight is Enough moonlighting as a death usher? What happens when a book dies? Do the words leak out? And why do the body disposal guys wear balaclavas? Final thoughts. Worst security ever. Politest murder ever. There's a lot of people eating for a movie about food shortages. Furniture parties look fun. Come back tomorrow. I'm very tired and crazy. Today is Tuesday. Let's riot! Badly timed screams are bad. The Soylent Green Factory needs better safety rails. Chuck Connors may be a thrill seeker, but he is a bad bodyguard. Everyone in the future is a heavy sleeper. This death brought to you by Disney Nature Films. And remember, make sure you get the full 20 minutes. You don't understand. I've got proof. They need proof. I've seen it. I've seen it happening. They've got to tell people. Tell them what? The ocean's dying. The plankton's dying. It's people. Soylent Green is made out of people. Babs, what's your verdict? I don't know what the big deal is about eating people. You did it last time I made hamburgers. Well, 
That was awkward. Hello. You've heard of Honest Movie Trailers, right? This is an Honest Podcast promo. I'm not going to fill it with sound effects and explosions and quotes from movies and all that kind of stuff, because, hey, I wouldn't want to build up your hopes on the production values of what you might actually get if you download our silly little podcast. Instead, I'm just going to put in a highly inappropriate in-joke that you won't get unless you listen to the show. The little part of horrors. The best idea since premarital sex on Halloween. Like I said, pussy's back on the table. Find us on simplysyndicated.com and on iTunes, if you dare. Hello, my friends. It's Vickers here from District 9 Snacks with an exciting announcement regarding a new line of environmentally friendly snacks. Coming this Tuesday, Soylent Green. It's made of people. So enjoy District 9's Soylent Green. It's the taste of a previous generation. The lights are starting to flicker. Which means that it's time to wrap up this recording. Hope you enjoyed it. Learn some important facts. Silent Green is people! Or at least got a laugh. I'll check back next time after I get back from the garbage heap of the future. Remember, folks, it's an ugly world out there, but even an ugly date can have a happy ending. So have another drink and enjoy the ride. There you have it. I'll continue to post these transmissions to the usual range of podcast sources as I receive them. If you'd like to review old transmissions or discuss the conspiracy with other believers, we have a Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash group slash witch versus the doomsday clock. You can also contact me on Twitter and Facebook as the witch, which is T-H-E-W-Y-C-H. Big thanks to my fellow podcasters for their support. Rock on, my brothers.